Well, this is your first Synergy session of the day. Um, I think you need to give them a this is the wrong one. Yes. If, huh. if you're like, man, I'm supposed to be in the, the uh, aging women session, you can leave now. <laughs> Actually, that's, I'm just kidding. And men. And men. Wow. Aging men. Um, you can be in that. So. That is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to introduce myself. My name is Matt Clark. This is my wife, Liz. Um, and we have the honor and privilege of serving as the Youth Live Missionaries for the state of Ohio. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. But um, today's session is not fully focused on Youth Alive. It's also talking about Speed the Light. Um, so this is something that's super near and dear to our heart. And uh, I really want to share how these two ministries um, can really help empower students, whether you're a youth pastor here, whether you're a youth leader, or maybe you're just a church member um, working with students. These are some incredible, incredible opportunities and resources that we have at our fingertips. So I'm going to give um, some ideas of maybe how we can use these to effectively reach our students and reach their generation. And then we'll save some time at the end. If you have any questions, I would love to answer any questions you have, maybe about Youth Alive or Speed the Light, um, because this is what we do. So I want to introduce my family first, just so you have a little bit of background. Um, so this is my family, our most recent picture. My wife, Liz, my daughter, Addison, Riley, and then Peyton is right there. He's sleeping. Um, so, yeah, Peyton is three months old, Addison is six, and Riley just turned two. Um, and we, uh, yeah, so we left our position. We were youth pastors for the past seven years, and we left just about a year and a half ago. Um, we were in Youngstown, and we got this position. We moved down to Columbus, and now we work at the, the district office. So Liz works um, on our youth team, and then we kind of work together and help reach. So currently right now, we are itinerating. We're traveling around trying to raise support because we are missionaries. So when I took this role, it wasn't, um, I don't know how much you know about missionaries. Uh, it's not a paid position necessarily, right? It's not like you have like this 401k. No, they're like, uh, you got to do it yourself. So um, we've been raising our support and raising our budget for the past year and a half, while at the same time, kind of spreading the word about what Youth Alive is um, and kind of trying to help people understand um, what that means. So this is a really cool topic that I want to talk about because I'm talking about Youth Alive, which is missions and Speed Light, um, which helps missionaries uh, get the things that they need. So this is something that our life has kind of come full circle. You know, when I was a student in high school, I participated. I was a Youth Alive missionary. Um, so my youth pastor at the time actually left our church to go be the Youth Alive missionary for the state of Indiana. So I specifically remember starting a Bible club on my campus. I specifically remember praying for my friends. And as a youth pastor, I encouraged my students to give to Speed Delight. I encouraged them to participate in that. And now our lives in the point where we are Youth Alive missionaries. And hopefully in the future, we'll be receiving from Speed Delight a vehicle as we are Speed Delight missionaries. And we have a bunch of students to reach here in the state of Ohio. So that's exactly what this is going to be about. So I'm going to have um, some things on the screen here to help us kind of follow it along. But we're going to break down um, both Speed Delight and Youth Alive because here's the thing. They both can help create a missions environment in your youth group that can help change the entire culture of your youth ministry, that can help change the entire culture of um, the thing in your you think. So I'm going to start talking about, I'm going to break it down. Um, I'm going to talk about Youth Alive first, and then we're going to finish with Speed the Light, and I'm going to have Liz share kind of her passions for both of these. But I want to start talking about Youth Alive. So for some of you in here, you have heard me talk about Youth Alive dozens of times. You're like, I've heard this. Shut up, Matt. Like, but for some of you in here, it may be a little bit unfamiliar. So what is Youth Alive. Well, Youth Alive isn't something that's necessarily only in Ohio. It's a nationwide movement that began in the 70s and 80s 
um, focused on the public school systems to help students start Bible clubs on their campus. So this is something that um, Ohio has never had a fully funded Youth Alive missionary on the field. So I am hoping to be the first one. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not hoping. I will be the first one. <laughs> Lord willing, I will be fully funded by August. Um, but this is something that we've never had. But there are Youth Alive missionaries all across um, the, the globe. I meet yearly with them in May. We have a retreat. There's 35 of us um, who are missionaries, U.S. missionaries, who serve different states um, all across the world. So this is something that started way back when, and it's, um, it was really big in the 90s and early 2000s, and it, it's kind of gone down a little bit, but it's almost getting a, a revamp in our generation in this culture that we're living in. Um, but it's super important to my heart um, because it really helps students um, reach the world around them. It puts the responsibility in the students' hands. Right? It, it takes them from being just attenders and really sends them out on mission to reach the world around them. So not, that's kind of what Youth Alive is. It's, it's students reaching students. At the base of what it is, it's empowering students to live on mission, to live their life for Christ in um, their public school system, on their Christian school campus, where they go to that, in their homeschool co-op, their 4-H club, wherever they're living their life. It's understanding that God has called them to something greater. God has called them to reach the world around them. So that's what Youth Alive is. Now, the other question I want to answer is, why Youth Alive? This is a question I've had to answer multiple times. Like, why do we need Youth Alive, right? I have a youth pastor at my church. Why Youth Alive, right? Like, why do you need to be a missionary? Why can't you be on staff? Why is this important? We have Reach Conference, and we have Summer Camp, and these are all extremely valid questions. See, why can't our churches just help students do this? Is this really a missions role? See, the reality of where we're headed is, as a youth minister in the state of Ohio is that the full-time youth pastor is becoming less and less. A lot of our youth pastors or our youth leaders are either filling multiple roles or they're volunteering their time or they're just simply youth leaders or maybe they're part-time and they work a different job. On top of this, in your youth ministry, just think about it, in your church, Think about all the different levels of students that you have, right? Like spiritually, right? You, got, you probably have students who are walking in your church doors. And you're like, how did you even get here? Like, were you just smoking outside? Like, what is happening, right? And then you have all the way up to like the, you know, the super saints, like students who are like born on the church pew and their dad's the pastor. And you're like, you know more than I do, right? Like, like you have all of these different levels, right? And so for a youth pastor, it's... I'm, I, even as myself as a youth pastor for the past seven years, you are trying to impact every single person on this level, right? Like you're trying to, to reach the, the, the people who are new baby Christian, but you're also trying to disciple the ones who are, who are strong. And, and for especially even full-time people, but part-time people, that can be difficult to do. So Youth Alive is extremely important because what I'm doing is I am a resource to all of our churches in the state of Ohio to help lift your hands, to help lift churches' hands. See, the goal of Youth Alive is not to take students away from your church and be like, oh, they're mine now, right? I'm going to use them for my events or my things. No, my, my, my goal is to help empower your students to reach your schools, to reach your community, to go into your thing and ultimately benefit your church, right? That's what it is. And I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly that if your students get involved in Youth Live and they catch passion, they're going to reach their friends for Jesus, and those friends are going to bring their families to your church and their kids, and your kids' ministry is going to go. Your, your small groups is going to go. Everything, right? So this is why Youth Alive is so important, because at our local church level, um, we, we, we can only do so much, right? We only have so many resources. We, we only have, uh, you know, for some of us, we only have 
a small budget, if any budget at all, right? Like we're working on scraps over here, right? Like, sorry kids, Little Caesars it is. Like, like we're doing our best over here. I know, you can't, you can't hate it, right? But, but here's the thing, in your youth ministry, you understand that not every student is ready to live their life publicly for Jesus Christ, right? Like some of them, you're like, let's, let's work on it a little bit, right? Like, let's, let's get to that point. But Youth Alive can come alongside and help that. Some are just growing and not comfortable in the space yet. But, but Youth Alive is desperately needed because it is our goal and our mission to specifically target the students who are ready to reach the world around them for Jesus. As I said before, we're not here to take away from your youth ministry. We're here to empower your students. This is a, a program. This is something that's super, um, super important. So honest question how do you guys help your students reach their friends for Jesus? I want you to answer. Raise your hand. How do you help your students reach their friends for Jesus? Anyone? I have answers written down for you if you don't want to answer. But. We've done, like, invite nights before, which is a night of you know, games, yeah. giveaways, invite a friend. It shows that, like, church is normal. Like, it's not weird for their friends yep. to come in. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Anyone else? How do you reach, how do you help your students reach their friends? You have to, uh, you have to show them the answers to the hard questions that they're going to hear from their friends. Good. Um, because I know growing up, I didn't have all the answers. And then you're like, oh, you're just, I don't really know what you have to say. I don't know anything. So teaching them. Yeah. Right. Anyone else? This month we've been doing a sermon series on your story. Um, so like teaching them, like, God's story, how does that apply to you? And, like, what is your testimony and how to present that? And, like, how that's so where good. Yeah. That's awesome. And then living out the example of that too. So like if we're going, like some of us are bivocational, if we're yeah. bringing it to work, are mm -hmm. we living that out? And, yeah. and then bringing that also into our youth saying, hey, this is what I do at work. It's just like what you're doing. You're spending this amount of time at school. We spend this amount of time at work. This is our mission field during that time. Yeah. So these are all amazing things, right? I think for most of us as a youth pastor, what I would do is I would preach on it. I would teach on it. I would encourage students. I would try to live it out myself. Like, so the goal of Youth Alive is to come alongside and be another voice for your students in those areas, right? See, we want, my goal is to help students understand. I want, I want to change their viewpoint from being like, oh, I just have to exist right now. I just have to go to church. And I, want, I want them to see their world as a mission field that they can reach. All right, think about for a second, what is a mission field? When you think of a mission field, what do you think of, right? Like you think of a place filled with people who don't know Jesus. Right? A place with either no churches or people don't go to church. They don't have accessibility to the gospel. A place where people are hurting and broken and looking for hope in all the wrong places. A, person, a place where someone isn't likely to accept Jesus unless Jesus brings them to them or someone brings Jesus to them. Right? Think about that and then think about our culture. Right? Understand that we're not like some remote place and that students have access to the gospel if they want it. Right? But if we're talking about Gen Z and the next generation, there's so many options out there that students, for the most part, are never going to step foot in the church. Right? Long gone are the days where you would go with your parents or your grandparents because they're not going anymore. And they, there's other responsibilities, other different things. Right? So we need to change our thinking of saying, man, yeah, we, we need to do everything. Like The goal of Youth Alive is to get students to, to get their friends to salvation and bring them to your church, but we first need to go get them. We need to reach out to them. We need to, to reach out to what God is calling us to do. 
See, these are amazing things. All of these examples that I just gave are a perfect example of what the public school campus that we live in is. All of these are the world we live in around us. See, long gone are the days of moral black and white where this is right and this is wrong. Now everything's a gray area. Right? Everyone forms their own opinions about what they think is right. Like one of the things I think Nate has said before, like if you want to believe something, if you believe something, you can find anything online to back you up. Right? Like, man, I'm a, I, I want to marry a dog. You can go on Google. I guarantee you someone else wants to marry a dog too. Right? Like you can find anything that will back you up. So why I so strongly believe in Youth Live is because we need students who are biblically literate, who understand who Jesus is, out in these dark places to reach the world around them, right? And I want to come alongside you and help doing that. See, if we're not empowering our students to reach their generation, then the chance of that generation knowing Jesus is shrinking by the minute. If we're just waiting for them to show up at our church because we're giving away hot dogs and we're giving away AirPods, the first generation, not the new ones, right? We can't afford those. (laughs) Right, genuinely, we, this is kind of off topic, we did a... uh, I felt so janky, but we did fifth quarter at our church in Highway. Like, it was huge. We would have, like, three to 500 kids come, like, all in church. It was great. But we would do these big giveaways, but I was on a budget. So I gave away an iPad, genuinely refurbished iPad. Like, like just straight up, I was like, it's not even new. Like, <laughs> kids did not care at all. But anyway, like, if we're just waiting for them to come to us, if we're waiting for them to, to just show up at our church, it's not going to happen. Right? It's just going to get worse and worse. We need to be equipping our students and sending them out in a way that we've never done before. See, I believe that many of the students in our churches can and should be doing more for Jesus than they currently are. I believe that students are sitting in our pews ready. That God is stirring something in them, but they don't know how to take that next step. Youth Alive is that next step. Youth Alive is empowering them to do that. So Youth Alive provides the tools, the resources, the encouragement, and the discipleship to take students from just waiting to graduate to students who are on a mission to make a difference. Right? We have the tools. We have the things. The studies show that 60% of decisions for Christ happen before high school graduation. What are we doing to make that happen? Right? We have this window of opportunity to say, man, we can really change someone's life in this, in this period of time from you know, 6th to 12th grade is where we're focusing our time and our attention. We can make this happen, but, but what are we doing? So that's what Youth Alive is. So a lot of times when people think of Youth Alive, they think of, oh, it's just a Bible club, right? And that's amazing. Yes, we have students who want to start Bible clubs and should start Bible clubs, but it is naive for me to think that every student is wired to start a club on campus. Right. Right. I was not that student. No. I was a part of Youth Alive. But I was not, I'm not detail-oriented. You can ask my wife, right? Like, I'm, I'm just not that type of person. But I supported our Youth Alive Club. I went, I attended, I invited my friends. So it's naive for me to think that we're, we're targeting the small group of kids who want to do something very specific. No, I want to reach students who say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gifted on my football team. How can I pray for my friends, right? Like, lead a prayer group, right? Like, we've got Youth Alive students in other states who, who literally have a table in their lunchroom once a month with a sign that says, how can I pray for you? And they just pray for kids, right? That could be something, right? Like, what I, what I explain to youth live is, do you want to do more for Jesus than you currently are doing now? Come on, right? And that's the cool thing. It's not some broad net say, all right, you're a part of youth live. You have to do this. I'm going to meet with every single student who signs up for youth live and find out what God is calling them to do. 
I'm not going to put them in a box. I'm not going to say, you need to do this. I'm going to say, what, is God, what, what are the gifts that God has given you, right? Like, what, what, what are your talents? What are you a part of? Where are you at? And who do you know that needs Jesus and how you can bring that to them? So Youth Alive is important because students and the next generation are important. That's, that's it, right? That's why, this is, that's why I left my full-time job to come do this with my now three kids. That's why we, we're doing this, because I believe in it, because I believe that it can help. But it takes us working together. That's why I say, just like OIM doesn't exist without our churches, Youth Live doesn't exist, right? I'm not pulling students out of nowhere, like, oh, I'm just down at the local park, like, hey, you want to join Youth Live, right? <laughs> like, call the cops. No, like, like it's, it's our churches. It's partnering. I want to partner with your churches, with your leaders, to help you reach your schools and your generation and your community for Jesus. And I truly believe that when we work together, it'll happen like that. So I think a big part of Youth Alive and why I love it, I was not a part of it. I didn't grow up Christian in high school. I was not kind of like the enigma. Like, you came to Jesus later? Oh, no, I, I started going to church as a sophomore in high school and then slowly started developing that because someone just invited me. It was, hey, can you, you should come to youth group. I walked into the church and I was like, this is interesting. But it was the friends that surrounded me that I knew loved Jesus in high school that continued to push me to, con- to go. But I got to be honest, if that youth pastor came and he was like, hey, you should come to church. I was like, nope. <laughs> no, thank you. But it was my friends in school that literally like, hey, I want to see you there. I was like, yes, okay, like it's, the, it's fun now. Like That's what I want to do. Just like your invite nights that you guys do. My friends saying that, so that's what Youth Alive does, is to come alongside those students and be like, hey, it's as simple as just inviting them. I would always tell our youth, our youth students that, hey, y'all just got to get them there. Pastor Matt will do the hard stuff about preaching the word. Mm-hmm. Y'all just got to get them there. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I like that. Okay, and, like, and then we'll develop you to be able to talk about it. But like, just baby steps, baby steps first. But Youth Alive is so cool because the whole idea of missions, whether it's U.S. missions or world missions, is going into an environment, into a culture that needs Jesus and literally submerging yourself into that and becoming a part of the culture to be able to preach the gospel. Awesome. Youth Alive is exactly that, except we're not going into it. We're sending the people already in that culture, developing them, educating them, inspiring them, and making them have that power, letting them understand they have that power to share the gospel. It's not up to the missionary, it's up to the student to be able to do that. Just like if we were across seas, it's up to the people of that culture that's able to do that. And that's exactly how World Missions is based off of. They're able to go into the culture, teach the people, and then they leave to go to another place to do the same thing, to build the people up, to go into the world, to speak there, to speak about Jesus, and then they leave. And it's so cool, that's what Youth Alive gets to do. We get to go into the culture of the students, and then they get to go into their high schools and then we can go to a different high school or a different, or a different church in the community. And it's, it's a fantastic opportunity that we get to do. And as I've said before, I think sometimes youth pastors, y'all get a, a bad rap. Senior lead pastors, kids pastors, y'all preach the same thing over and over again. But then they go to camp, they hear it, and what happens? Three wives never told me that. They're like, oh my word. I never told you that. You're right. You're right. You're right. I never did. And so Youth Alive is here to help you that, to be like, this is what your youth pastor's already saying, but let's just say it, say it the exact same way, but in maybe a deeper voice. And then you're like, oh, yeah. It makes so much more sense. So it's not complicated. I think it's so cool. It used to be all about um, school assemblies, and that's what Youth Alive got. Kind of the thing was like, hey, you got to do a school assembly. Sure. 
But just like Matt said, we're here to really kind of cater to that student to be like, God has made you different than the person sitting next to you. What are your gifts? What's your calling? You want to do a school assembly? Let's do it. You want to start a prayer table? Let's do it. You want to get to your school early and pray by yourself around your school? Let's do it. So kind of getting that stigma away of, you know what, Youth Alive is just school assemblies. It's not anymore. It's about empowering the student to do great for Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> so you don't know, I mentioned that she works on YouTube now, but my wife, um, if you don't know, she, for the past seven years, was a high school math teacher, so in public school. So um, we've seen firsthand what God is doing and how um, even just her testimony of how she lived her life in a public school is the, the best testimony that a student can hear. Because um, she made such a big difference, and she can't talk about Jesus, but the way she lived her life was a big deal. So there's practical things I'm holding it here. It's so cool, too. Like, um, I got to be a part of a Youth Alive Club as the teacher. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, we want to start something. Can you be our teacher advocate? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, that's a shoe in. Perfect. And I was able to do that. And what was so cool about it is that these kids would come and be like, you love Jesus? And they're like, you love Jesus? They're like, we love Jesus! <laughs> and then they knew they weren't alone. Yeah. Like, they would just go to English class and be like, Hey, we just got to, now we're friends. Yeah. We wouldn't have ever been before. Mm -hmm. But then we were able to come to that Youth Alive Bible mm -hmm. Club is what I was a part of. They got to go to it, and then they're like, they don't feel alone. And it's less scary because mm -hmm. you have an army with you. Yeah. yeah, and Youth Alive will be a community of students where we'll meet together. We'll have um, meetings. So your students will find other students who are going through the same thing they are. You might not have that in your church. Maybe your church is a smaller church, and you know you got one super spiritual and one like smoking outside like kid. You know, you might have both. But it'll be a community, and we'll be able to resource them in practical things, right? Like I'm holding in my hand the brand-new Youth Alive Edition Fire Bible. Praise yes. the Lord. Yes. This is a huge deal. And because of Light for the Lost, their table is right out there. Every single student who signs up for Youth Alive is going to get one of these for absolutely free. They're going to get resources. They're going to get trainings. They're going to be did discipled. Did any of you guys have a Fire Bible before? Yeah. Yeah, I have the original one. It's a little bit old now. Um, but, yeah, I got it when I was in high school. <laughs> And there's resources in here. There's the Alive and Five, which is how to share your faith with your friends. There's, there's practical things that Youth Alive provides to help empower your student. Um, and honestly, at least right now, I think it's underutilized resources in 290 churches in Ohio. Right? Like, I'm here to serve you. I'm working um, as a missionary to, to travel around. I've spoken to different churches. But I want to I help your students. I want to help you. I want to lift your hands because I love youth pastors. I love youth ministry. This is what we're called to do. Um, and I can just be a, just another resource that you can rely on. If you need something, I'd love to help. And, and if your students are like, hey, I want to resource them. I want to put them together and connect them. That's what Youth Alive can do. Um, so. so before we move into our next part about talking about Speed of the Light, do you guys have any questions, comments even, about Youth Alive? And if you don't want to ask them, we'll yeah. have a unique position. Uh, our church, we only have eight people. And so we knew that if we wanted to survive, we had to do something different. Mm -hmm. We started archery program about four years ago. We today we have 49 active students participating in our archery program between the elementary school and the church. Yeah, that's amazing. So we have been uh, kind of sliding in scripture, mm -hmm. uh, talking to them, uh, and leading and guiding them in a way that. God would do that. Yeah. Right. And I think for us, the key has been that the youth, my associate pastor and myself, run this whole thing. We do it every week. And uh, the key thing is, is building the trust with your kids. Yep. They didn't know us. Uh, and, you know, we started out with one. We have 49 active students now. 
and uh, build that trust in them to where they're comfortable talking with you. Mm -hmm. And we're finding that more and more they're asking. We're not we're not pushing anything. They're asking the questions. Right. Yep. And, and it's really a great thing. And, and so now we're in this transition now where we're really going to start sharing the gospel with them. And that's why I'm here today. Yeah. Youth Alive being able to get the resources in them. Yeah. Uh, because, we, you know, there's only two of us doing what a whole large churches can't do. Yeah. Right. And we're having a great time in the process. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what we've, we found with a lot of churches. They just don't have the resources themselves. A lot of our small churches, they don't have that. And I can help right. with that. And that's a great example of... Um, you know, I, I'm not telling students, that's why I preach my message, I'm not telling you to stand up on your lunch table and preach a sermon during lunch, right, like and have an altar call. I'm telling you to reach the friends who you already have for Jesus, that trust that you already have. Like, that's what we're asking you exactly. to do. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, also, like, uh, just like, I'm just thinking along the lines of, like, as they kind of are transitioning into, like, you know, becoming, like, being part of, like, the youth alive and stuff like that, you know, just, like, reframing, like, how we even do youth, so that it's aligned towards that because yeah. it's all about behavior and yeah. continuous behavior and not just like, hey, youth life comes and then we do something totally, totally different. Yeah. But aligning that and that same mentality <laughs> and right. just, uh, you know, it, it, are you guys like doing like resources for like even uh, youth leaders mm -hmm. so that yeah. it could just reframe exactly. it? Yep. We do. Yeah. yeah. So let's get funded. Yeah, back there. <laughs> How do you get into the school? Do you just walk up the front door? Yeah, so that's the that's the cool thing. It's all student led. Um, so according to generally state law, uh, a principal cannot tell you you can't start a club. Um, it's a law that you, and that's why Youth Alive was kind of founded. Was they went to the Supreme Court? Like there was this huge thing. A student, um, a student can't. Yeah, so I can't do that a teacher can't but a teacher can't do that but it, it's it has to be student-led so we have the resources that we can walk students through this process of meeting with your principal finding you have to find a faculty member to host you have to figure out a time so we can walk students through this practical process of hey um this is how you need to go about it and if your if your principal says no what do we do now well they can't say no you know like there's all these different things that go about with it um but yeah there's resources that we give students to kind of help break it down, here's what you need to do, here's steps, step by step, how you can start a Bible club on your campus. But how do you get to the student? Like, you're talking about the student to do that? How do you meet the student to get him the resources? Mm -hmm. Me? Oh, okay, so they'll sign up for Youth Alive. Okay. Um, when they're signed up for Youth Alive, then I'll connect with them. So we, we get to talk to the students whether they're a part of um, how Youth Ministries events, like Fine Arts, Camp, Reach Conference, um, Matt is, is able to talk to those students right there to say, hey, I know you're already here. The next weekend we have called weekend for these students who are called to ministry. Mm -hmm. And we're like, you guys are the perfect group. Yeah. Like, you're, you know you already want to do this. Let me help you. And so it's one of those things of like we just get in front of the students, whether that's, hey, Matt, will you come to my youth group and talk for 30 minutes about Youth Alive? And so then he's able to talk about Youth Alive. And then the students are like, hey, I'm interested. Let's do this. And that's how we get their information and we're able to connect with those students. Yeah, and I have a website too that students can go and sign up. So howyouthlive.com. Yeah. Um, there's information on there as well. Can I offer some input? I am a school board member uh, in my community and have been for years. And I was a youth pastor also for years. One of the main things I, that I see, especially from churches that are small churches, if you are a youth worker, Youth leader, youth pastor, make your presence known at football games, basketball games, theater, whatever it is. Um, 
although we're now senior pastors, every single teacher, kids at the high school, know my husband and I, and they'll come up to us in football games, hey, Pastor Allen, will you pray with us? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, we have such a good working relationship, and all of a sudden you'll get kids that will come to you, and they will come to your youth group, and get to know your school board. They are such a great resource because, really, that's their responsibility is running the school district. So, give that input and make yourself known. Yeah. So we also have resources for leaders and adults. We have prayers on partners where uh, adults can um, sign up to to pray for a school every time they pass one. Right. Like there's different practical things that that we have. You know, love your school, love your community. Um, that Youth Live will be putting out to help you do just that because that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And the question before we're out, if you think of something later, we can talk about it as well. I just say, what's the best way for us in here to hopefully fund you guys? Yeah. Hey. Great question. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are about 80% of our budget raised. So we have um, more monthly support that we need raised. So the best thing you can do is talk to your lead pastor, talk to people in your church um, about supporting us. Um, you know, that's what we need. We just need monthly support. And there, I'll have a slide at the end about how you can give, where you can go, howyouthlab.com, all our information is there. But um, that's the thing. I can't fully do what I'm talking about until I'm fully funded. Just the same way I can't go start a church in Africa until I was fully funded. Um, it's just the same concept. I need to make sure that this is taken care of, and then we can. But the, the goal is um, it's going to happen August of this next year. We're hitting it Speaking full. Speaking existence. Full speed ahead. So, so I, I feel it so strongly in my heart that um, this upcoming school year is going to be a game changer for Ohio. That students are going to reach their generate for Jesus. That's going to be bumping. So it's going to happen. Um, yeah, by that. Great question, Lou. <laughs> uh, so if you have any other questions, you can ask them at the end. But I want to move on to um, our next thing that we're going to talk about, which is Speed the Light. So this is another amazing thing, and it ties right along with Youth Alive and creating that we got until 11.15. The next session starts. Yeah, and we're in the next session, so just stay here. We'll just plow through the next one as well. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, so uh, I understand that not, just we talked about, not every, not every student in your youth group is ready for Youth Alive. That's just how it is. Hopefully most of them are, but not everyone is. But every student can be a part of Speed the Light. Um, so we're talking about creating a missional culture in your youth ministry, whether it's through Youth Live, and Speedlight is an amazing opportunity to do that as well. So Speedlight can change the entire culture of your students if they catch the passion for missions. It's not just about giving money; it's about a, a culture giving of and supporting something that God has called us to support. So I'm passionate about about Speedlight. Um, so as so I said, I was a part of Youth Alive when I was a student. I also gave to Speedlight. Um, when I was a student, it was something that I did. I had the Pringles can. I also, um, yeah, I also have a picture here. This is me in the white headband here, looking very fly, right here. This was at uh, Speedlight 5K that we did. Yeah, the high socks. This was 2009. Okay, like, just give me some slack here, right? All right, but it's Speedlight. Goodness gracious, remove this. Speedlight is something that we've always. I know. I, I like grazed it one time. But I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a lamp, but anyway, poor, poor. So I'm passionate about Speedlight. This is something that I was a part of as a student. Um, it's something that we taught as youth pastors we were passionate about. 
um, Speed the Light, kind of giving to Speed the Light. Um, and for the past three years, Liz has raised $1,000 for Speed the Light every year. Um, and last, not last year, two years ago, um, to get people to give money, she said that if she raised $1,000 for Speed the Light, if she got all the credit, her husband would jump into a frozen lake. Huh. Not her. So yeah, so I jumped into a frozen lake a year and a half ago because she raised a thousand. It was like literally like a week and a half. People were like, "Oh yeah, I'm paying to see that." Like, <laughs> except for his mom. His mom was like, "No." Yeah, she's like, she still gave money. <laughs> she's like, "I don't want to do that." <laughs> right? Like we we do that. So we encourage Speed of Light. But um, here's the deal: a culture of empowering students through Speed of Light <clears throat> probably isn't going to just happen naturally. It's going to come from you as the leader. Right? It's going to come from your heart and your understanding of this is something that's our responsibility. And if you don't fully understand what Speed Light is, Speed Light is a youth-led movement to support missionaries getting the things that they need to access the places where they go. So whether that's a vehicle, we have um, youth-led missionaries who get trucks, who get um, you know vans or Toyota 4Runners, whatever they need to get to. The, we have um, Speed Light projects for sound equipment and goats and bus passes we just had a bus pass last year like they just needed a yearly bus pass because that's what worked in their city or a moped but the cool thing about this is that for decades this has been completely youth-led this is students um supporting missionaries in this incredible way i think matt you just went on a mission trip with uh, to the gambia um, to the Martins, and they just got a speed light vehicle just not too long ago, right? So these are genuinely practical things. It's not like, where's my money going? Like, it's yeah. practical things. And I'll testify, so we, in our budget, so I've led the team, so I was the one crunching the numbers and everything, and we had, like, $250 per person was going to have to pay for uh, all of our transportation and everything, but because they had the speed light car, we were able to bring it down to $0.00, and zero cents, oh, save everybody on our team $250. Yeah. Which makes it more, yeah, which makes it more accessible for people to go on mission trips and things like that. So it's practical, practical things. And so this is something that you directly have responsibility for in your youth ministry, right? Because here's the thing. Your students are coming to camp and they're hearing us, Pastor Nate say it, every week, every day for five days, pray and respond, pray and respond, pray and respond. We're telling students to pray for speed light, to respond to giving. If you're not doing it the rest of the year, your students aren't catching that vision. Right, they're hearing us talk about it at Reach Conference. They're seeing the students come up and talk about one in 100, the students who raised $1,000, right? Like it, but it's up to us as youth pastors, as, as leaders, to encourage them throughout the rest of the year. Right, because what can happen is that Speedlight can really be a tool that you can use to, to help students kind of catch that heart for missions, right? Like, imagine one of the cool things about Speedlight is that it's, it's missional giving, right? If, if students can get missional giving as a student, Think about what happens when they, when they graduate, go to college, and become adult. Like, it's just naturally, they're going to continue. Like, we have BGMC, right? Students are giving to BGMC. Speed the light. It's this great culture that we have that can empower your, your, your students to help understand, hey, this is our responsibility. This is what God has called us to do to help reach the nations. You may never go across the sea. You may know, never go to that, the Gambia. You may never go to these places, but you can practically give and help students catch that vision for you to live. And this is... In a great speed way, Speed Light and Youth Alive. Youth Alive will hopefully, yeah, be a part of Speed Light as I well. I think one thing that's super exciting, especially about Speed the Light and now being in youth ministry for eight years, um, the Martins, when we talk about the Gambia, their, their children were in our youth group 
who literally gave to Speed the Light out of their own pocket. And now they're on the other end of it, receiving from Speed the Light. I was like, oh my goodness. And just to see how excited they were to be like, we did this, it's real. It's not something like, hey, give this, and like, hey, do you want to round up your McDonald's order? And it's like, that's great. But they actually got to see it. Like, real life, I, this is, this is means something to me. And they actually got to receive from it. So that's, Speed the Light is phenomenal. And I think the momentum that we have from our youth groups and our churches getting behind it. And it's amazing to see the amount of money that our churches are giving and our youth groups specifically. We've had youth groups raise $20,000 last year. Yeah. Multiple youth groups, not just one. Multiple youth groups raised over $20,000 that went to Speed the Light. And it didn't go to anything else. It goes to Speed the Light to give these money to missionaries. And awesome thing this year is now we are at a, a, a no wait list. So prior to, it was we would accept these missionaries saying, you know what, we support you and what you're doing, but we're not, we don't have the money yet to give to you. And just recently, last year, we were able to hit zero. And so that wait list is gone. We had a missionary request a project. They come and say, hey, I, can I get the support for my project? And it's, yes. When can I get the money? Tomorrow. And they're like, what? We don't have to wait anymore? It's like, nope. Because of people, leadership, churches, just like you guys that are have that fire and that say, okay, this, this makes sense. Let's do this. And so our missionaries are now able to say, I, I'm going to go on the mission field in August. I'm putting my name in now so I can be on that list. And it's like, you know what? It's going to be waiting for you. Yeah. You don't have to wait for it anymore. You don't have to get out of personal loan, pay 25% interest. It's waiting for you. And it's just, I get all giddy thinking <laughs> about it because, like you said, we got to do it as teenagers and now we get to see it on a bigger scale for the state. It's yeah. phenomenal. And so I don't know if you realize how big of a deal that is. When Nate came in, when we came to Ohio, Ohio was $800,000? Uh, $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money behind. And so over the past seven, eight years, we've been slowly chipping away to now we're at this new, almost fresh point where it's like, what can God do now? Right, like what, what can happen when we catch this culture? I, I believe, yes, in the sporting mission, I believe in the giving my part, but I'm more excited to see how it's going to change our youth ministries when, right. when students catch it. And I believe they have been. I believe that, you know, Pastor Nate's been obedient in teaching at camp and, and doing things and presenting them in front of it. Um, but I think it's going to go to another level when our leadership, our, our lead pastors, our youth pastors are pushing it even more. Be like, hey, how can you creatively come up with ways to speed light? Not just because of its money, but it's also understanding the heart of God, the heart of missions, oh, yeah, sure. about empowering students um, to do that. So, I, And then another yeah. way to speed the light, now that we have, we're able to give all of the money to our missionaries that are waiting, now we can dream big. And it's like, how else can we use our speed the light money? We were able to partner with, what is that company called now? We were able to give water wells, and they were able to dig water wells. And uh, Yes, Oasis, we got to partner with them. All these different projects now where it's just like, hey, we got missionaries waiting. Wait, wait, we don't? Well, how else can we help? And to get even above and beyond when other states, they are behind. And they can be like, hey, can you help us with this project? And we're like, yes, we can. Finally. <laughs> like, we can because you've helped us. We can help them. So it's just so cool now to see all of this momentum building with Speed the Light. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's... Super cool is when your students get involved, um, and that's what I love about Speed Light is that I gave 
to Speed Light as a student and now hopefully as a missionary, I might be receiving from Speed Light. And the same thing could go for your students, right? right. Like we want to build that into them to say, hey, we believe in you. Like this is, yes, us believing that you can help our missionaries. But this is, hey, if you need to be a missionary, if you're going to be a missionary in the future, we got to have a vehicle for you. And it's students that we're just going to keep teaching generations and generations. And I wholeheartedly believe that this year is going to be even greater than last year because our students and our leaders um, are going to get just excited about Speed the Light and Give because this really is a cool tool. Man, I saw as a youth pastor, I just saw a real change in students. February of every year when Liz would be raising her $1,000 and we would challenge our students to raise, man, the ways they got creative, um, just the things that they sacrificed, like it was just cool to see the change in their heart to say, hey, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not super involved in church, but I'm going to get involved with Speed Light and the effect that that had through the rest of the year. Okay, and let's know. be honest. They were just trying to beat me. They were, they were right? They were like, a little competitive. <laughs> and so I was like, I bet you can't beat me. And they're like, I bet you I can. I'm like, watch it. They did not. <laughs> well, they got close. They it was did. really scary because I was like, if you do it, we'll dye his hair. So I'm like, I don't know. And then it just a matter of, you know what? We're, no, we're just going to beat you. And so it was just that you guys can get creative in what you're doing. Like we said earlier, set by, live your life by example. When you do the speed light offering at church or whatever it may be, you be the first one to put something in. Yeah. Be like, hey, here's my coffee for the next yeah. few days. Like, that's what I'm going to give. And the students then get that fire. There's so many creative ways. And there are lots of people in this room that are killing it at speed the light. You guys talk to each other even and be like, hey, what are you doing? What can I, mm -hmm. what can I do to be a part of that? Or how can I bring that in my area as well? It works. Yeah, if, if it's not a part of your church right now, build that culture in the speed light where it's just regular. Hey, this is what we do. We're supporting missionaries. This Explain it. Have a student explain it, right? Like, help them catch a vision. Just do it regularly. Students will catch on to it. And then the other thing I want to talk about is just being creative about how you raise money for speed light. So we had some really big success with some of the fundraisers we did. I know that some of you guys in here as well, but um, hopefully from the kind of network, from OIM standpoint, we'll be putting out some resources. So last year... Um, we did kind of our first like statewide speed light fundraiser in a while called Walk for the World, where we walked for, I don't remember how long. It was like 300-something minutes. Yeah, so 193 minutes for 193 countries. And we just asked people to donate, hey, will you give me this much per minute, right? Like, and so hopefully we'll have things for you like that, where we can resource you with uh, a speed light fundraiser that we just literally hand to you. And you can be like, hey, let's raise money for this. You don't even have to plan it. You don't have to think about it. It's just planned. Um, so definitely, and that's something I want to talk about in the last kind of 10, 15 minutes here is there, um, maybe in a little bit, we'll talk about if you have questions about Speed of Light or maybe some creative ways that we can kind of talk about how you've empowered your students um, through Speed of Light. So one of the things that we did that was by far the most successful Speed of Light event I've ever done um, was we were able to rent out a trampoline park um, in our area, and we made it an area event, and it cost us $15 per student um, to uh, attend, we charged $30, and then we had students ask their, we, we called it a jump-a-thon, like, will you sponsor me to go jump? By the end of this event, I think we raised almost $7,000 in one night, and kids went crazy, right, because we were doing something they wanted to do, right? Like, it wasn't like, hey, kids, we're going to go clean garages for, our, like, all day, try to raise money. Like, we just got, we're, I don't even know how it started, but like, hey, let's do this, we can get this for a good price, and um, do that and we raised and like kids went crazy for it like we had guests come like you're supporting missions you know that right like I don't care get to trampoline park like it's great like but then at the same time we also got to present the gospel and the heart of speed delight to these people so um, that's one of the really cool things that 
we love doing as youth pastors. So even if a student wasn't able to come with Speed the Line money, they weren't able to get those people to sponsor them, we still, we charged the $30, so that $15 extra went straight to Speed the Light. So it's like they were giving without even trying because they wanted to go jump on the trampoline park. And then you have those kids, the ones that were like, yeah, I get this. They'd go to their friends, their parents, their teachers, and she's like, hey, will you support me? And they're like, you're going to do what? Like trampoline park. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Okay, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, and if you ever... I've been to a trampoline park. It's a workout. Like, ooh, you'll, yeah, it's rough. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool thing that, that you can do to help empower your students. Just creative things like that, where you can think of things that your students like to do, or maybe ways that they can like raising money, or just kind of, we had students bake pies for Speed Delight and sell them. We had, there's a, there a youth group that I went to speak at their Speed Delight event, and it was like a, I don't know how to describe it, it was like a, you had to raise, so much money to be able to come to this service. It was like $150. It was like almost like this exclusive party type thing, right? Like, so it encouraged students to give. Like, there's so many creative things that you can come up with. So and you just got to go to a spaghetti dinner? Yeah, we just went to a spaghetti dinner after church that I spoke to um, the adults about Speed Delight, and they raised over $1,000. Like, but it's, it's all about creating that culture in your youth ministry, in your church, where it's like students are thinking yearly about not just one time, like, hey, how can I raise money for Speed Delight? But it's like yearly, like just thinking of opportunities. Like, hey, I could do that when it's snowing. Like, hey, I could shovel for speed light money. Hey, I could rake leaves for speed light money. Like, it's just constantly thinking. There was a girl last year who was a one in 100 who sold her horse and made <laughs> okay. over $1,000 for speed she light. She for 4-H. Yeah, <laughs> still. Like, We've seen that people like, they did what? Creative, like crazy. She used her um, 4-H money for it. Someone sold their Fine Arts Merit award-winning um, piece of art. Yeah. She right. was able to sell that. Like someone just was, I love this, sold it, sold it, and all of the money went to speak the light. So it's like people just using their gifts and getting creative, and it doesn't have to be difficult. I think sometimes we can get so stuck, stuck in the mindset of like, okay, I got to here's pass the offering, and you end up with a dollar that Dan gave in the <laughs> in the bucket, and, and it's I, wet, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and like a gun wrapper, and you're just like, oh, how do we do this? But it's kind, of, it's getting creative and realizing you don't have to do things the traditional way. You don't have to just do it as, well, this is what we do Sunday mornings. Like, no, go to the trampoline park yeah. and get out and do something different. So I question, how many of you guys have, have Speed the Light already in your church right now? Like, that's a part of your culture. Awesome. So when I ask this question, you'll be able to answer. What are some ways you guys have been able to be creative with Speed the Light or raise money? Yeah. yeah. Last year we did a, like a church softball game, so in order to play, you had to yes. for your spot to play. And so it was the youth, and they had to pay, and then against the adults. So oh, that's awesome. Surprise, I thought, like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, I want to do that. It came out to Should it glory days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also maybe hit the youth with a softball, like, oh, that was an accident, sorry. Like, <laughs> Now there's a jar next to it. Mm -hmm. So if you want some pizza or water, even the water, or man, it's not that bad. But it's yeah. They're shocked that we charge them for that. That's awesome. Would like, you be surprised how if you go to a pizza place and just be like, hey, can I get a deal on 10 large pizzas? They will. Yep. And then you can sell one, a piece for a dollar, and you end up making money, just like you're saying. It's phenomenal. Ask them what the school price is. They will offer hey. the church. Hey! <laughs> Good idea. What else? Um, so I've been the kids pastor at our church for the past like six years, but have recently stepped into a next gen role. Um, so 
little bit of a story, but also an encouragement to all of you. So BGMC is the kid version of Speed of Life. Um, we've done different challenges throughout the year. So oddly enough, the one that I thought would be a big fail was like, hey, bring in a sock full of money, whoever has the most weight. So not okay. the most money, but the most weight of their sock wins a lunch with me. Literally thought it would not be that big of a deal. It was a really, they raised like $500 in a month. Wow. That's amazing. With all these socks coming in. Um, but it also then challenged our teenagers to be like, well, wait a minute, maybe we should do challenges that are more short-lived and mm -hmm. not like, yeah. in a year, raise this much right. money, because that can be kind of hard. Right. Um, but also encouraging all of youth leaders, right? Work with your kids' people, because you're raising up people in kids that are BGMC givers who are naturally going to just keep giving to Speed of Light once they're in youth. Yeah. As opposed to waiting until they're teenagers to try to like create this culture. Yeah. Work together as a team, or if you don't have somebody doing it, say, hey, I'll come in and talk about BGMC and giving and challenges in the kids' ministry once a month or you know every other <coughs> week or whatever that would look like. But you're creating a culture that eventually... You're not even going to have to do that much with it. It's just going to be ingrained into who they are. Yeah, that's awesome. And I will say, um, encourage, your, encourage your students to get creative because if anyone is creative, it's Gen Z. Yeah. Right? They, man, they, they, they do all sorts of crazy things. Right? Just encourage them to see what God is calling them to do and see what happens and run with it. Help them. Right? Don't be like, oh, that's never going to work. Sock full of money. Right? Like, that sounds crazy, yeah. but it works. 32 pounds, one girl, for 32 pounds. In a, like, one sock? It was like a knee-high sock. Yeah, it was. It was your socks. It was my socks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that girl. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, Matt? So, this past year, we set an annual goal. Um, and this past year, in, I think it was September or October, we were uh, almost done with our goal. We had $1,000 left. And so, uh, I threw it out there, like, a week or two before the start of that month, like, hey, can we do a challenge? I think it was October, because October is Life Month. And so I was like, hey, in October, can we round up, finish our goal for the whole year? Uh, if we do it, what would be a good incentive? So asking Gen Z, one kid that has never given one dollar to speed the life, day in her life, <laughs> remember the Veggie Tale video of the veggie people like slapping each other with fish? Yes. And said, I would slap, can we slap you in the face with a fish? <laughs> like a, a real fish. Mm -hmm. And I said, Yes, because most of you wouldn't dare pick up a fish. Yeah. And so I was like, if you do it, like it's not going to be that bad. And I did a contingency. You have to be like 80% of your way through your personal pledge in order to slap me. So not everybody gets to take a whack. Like you have to have <laughs> it's not a free-for-all over here. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have some skin in the game as well. I had nine students slap me in the face with a fish. So like we, we well went above the goal. Um, I, there's a local like fish place, like fish store in Dayton, Ohio, for some reason. Uh, it was already filleted, so there was no bones in it, but it made it worse because it was floppy. Anyway, um, picking scales out of my ears. Anyways, um, it was hilarious, and then my wife got to slap me for fun, and I made a um, slow-mo video of mm -hmm. it, and like the most viewed thing I've ever produced in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. And so, I watched it five times. Yeah, yeah I did. Funny. And so that was... Uh, creative but yeah. it wasn't my idea which was what made it better yeah once again like ask your kids what they want to do see how they're great but ultimately build that culture in like matt said his students were already at 80 percent of their goal by the time that that time came around don't 
wait till uh, when is speed light money due? December 15th? Don't start December 1st and be like, oh crap, we gotta hit our goal now. Like, start January 1st, come up with ideas and plans. And I understand it's difficult because you're having to fundraise for camp, or you're having to fundraise for other things. But if you build it in to your culture, it's gonna be less of, I need to fundraise for this, and the students are just gonna naturally do it. And I think yeah. just like what Kim had said, don't try to think of this huge goal, like I gotta do this year long, start small and say, hey, for the month of August, we're going to try to raise this much money, and then your kids are going to get so excited about it because they're going to reach that goal, and they're just going to be like, hey, let's do it again, let's do it again, and kind of let it be an organic buildup yeah. where it's just let's start smaller and go from there. Yeah, and I, I generally think that now is the best time, um, at least in our state, to create a missional mindset in your youth ministry between Speed Light and Youth Live. Um, really helping students understand what missions is, really helping students understand that they can be missional in their lives through Youth Alive. Um, and I'm just excited for the future. I'm excited to work, partner with you guys. I'm thankful you came to this breakout. I mean, there was tons of other ones. I was reading through the list. I was like, why the heck would you come to mind? Like, <laughs> there was one like conflict management. I was like, is that like, I asked someone, I was like, are you going to that? Cause you need marriage counseling? Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> um, but no, like I'm excited for the future of Youth Alive. I'm excited for the future of Speedlight. And, and hopefully you'll be on the lookout for some resources from us to help empower your students with that. So if there's no other final questions as I wrap up, um, if you have any questions for me, this is our, our contact information. That's my email address. That's my cell phone number. If you ever need anything, you can feel free to text or call me. Um, our website, if you have students who are like, hey, man, they should be a part of Youth Live, they can go to Ohio Youth Live right now. And uh, if you go to the student section, there's a registration that they can go through right now. Um, and then if you want to give financially or if you want to pass it along, s1.ag.org slash mclark. That's how you can support us um, financially. So any other questions before we wrap up? We got four minutes. So but other people dismissed. So I did good. I have one big fundraiser. If you have workers, um, but you have to have workers, and you can negotiate with a um, landscaping company in your community, uh, we... We used to do this when I was a youth pastor, but we did we do it every summer with our uh, gridiron club now, and uh, we raised about thirty-five thousand uh, dollars. So you contract with the landscaping company, you get the mulch for dirt cheap, or if they're really cool, they'll donate it to you. And every last dime of you, but your kids got to work, and we have our men also participating. And it's a huge fundraiser. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah, so I, like I said, I, Youth Alive is a resource to our churches, to our youth pastors. So if you need anything, um, you can contact me. I have prayer cards if you need one of those. My information, if you didn't get that down, uh, my information is on there. But, man, all you beautiful people, I hope you have a great rest of the day. <laughs> if you're staying in this room, you'll hear from more of us. But, um, yeah, no. Thanks. Thanks, guys, so much. Have a great day.